Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. Today, I'm talking to my friend, my business partner, Jason Beaton, about how we should prepare our digital marketing strategy for 2020. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. I think I just said that right at the very beginning. But anyway, welcome, welcome. Always happy to be back with you. I, If you're watching, if, watching, I say watching because I've just done a whole ton of videos and I'm thinking about people watching them. But anyway, if you're listening on publication day, which is Wednesday, the 4th of December, I am driving. Well, no, I'm not driving. I'm probably sitting with my laptop on my lap where it should be working as my husband drives from just south of Knoxville, Tennessee, all the way back to Ontario. So we will have left at around about six o'clock in the morning. We expect to be home at nine o'clock at night. So yeah, 12, 13, 15 hours, 15 hour drive. I know my babies, my dogs will be fast asleep. Well, one of them be fast asleep from the moment we leave to the moment we arrive home. She'll be fast asleep in the back of the truck. The other one, the beagle, will be sitting there shaking probably for a good proportion of the journey home. She's okay, traveller. She just doesn't sleep. She doesn't lie down. She just thinks, I think we're taking her to the vet every moment in the truck. She's worried that we are going to stop and things are going to be poked into her or a thermometer shoved up her bum, something like that. You know, she's she's a very nervous little girl. But anyway, we'll get her home and into bed and she'll be fine. So we've had a fantastic, fabulous six weeks in Alabama and I have loved every single minute of it. One of the best parts was getting the Wi-Fi set up on the RV so that we have constant unlimited Wi-Fi. I can't explain how happy that makes me, that I don't have to worry about data plans running out. I can do Skype calls and Zoom calls and upload stuff to the internet and download stuff and it just keeps going. It doesn't drop out on me. So that that has been a huge benefit. And I have to say, it makes me really understand how our guests in our properties in Ontario feel if they go to a property that has a limited amount of data. And unfortunately, this this happens to them that we just don't get the bandwidth available to to us out in cottage country the way that people have in the city. And they might get, I mean, in some places, they've got 10 gigs for a week. I used to think that was a huge amount. But of course, that's that's not enough for people's needs now. And of course, when families go and stay at uh, a vacation home, 
all the kids are on their devices. They probably didn't want to go anyway. So uh, in order to keep them happy, parents have said, don't worry, you know, you can watch YouTube videos all day long if you want. Well, they can't in some of these properties. So, you know, some good old fashioned family connection has to take place or else they leave early. And I have to say some of them do. And that's where we get, sadly, some of the negative reviews on our properties, even though they know before they leave, we make it very, very clear. It's there on the website before they book that there is limited internet available. And we let them know, you do know you've only got 10 or 20 gigs per week. And that means you can do your emails. No problem. You can probably check out Facebook and Instagram, but please don't click on a YouTube video because that will rattle through the bandwidth before you know it. And they sign up, they book, they, I think they go or they, they reserve with all these great intentions that this is going to be family time like it used to be. You know, everybody's going to put down their phones and their devices and we're going to sit around a table, we're going to have a meal and then we're going to play cards or Monopoly. Uh -uh, it doesn't work like that anymore. I mean, maybe for some. I'm sure it works for some families, but on the whole, it doesn't. So now when we take on new properties, we are very, very clear with our owners that you have to get the maximum data plan you can possibly get. 100 gigs a month is just not enough anymore. And Fortunately, things are changing. Things are changing out even in the most rural of areas. But we are seeing that this is a massive deal breaker if there is no internet or if there is limited Wi-Fi then people just aren't going to book that property because there's plenty of others out there for them to book. So that's what I'll be saying to all my prospective new owners as I go out to meet them in the new year. Uh, you've got to get as much as you possibly can. And it always blows me away when an owner says, well, you know, if it's 10, it's 10 bucks cheaper for 80 gigs a month than it is for 150. So yeah, it's a, it's a real deal breaker. Every year we have a different deal breaker. You know, this, uh, but the last few years it has been internet. It's been a growing issue. I just hope the local infrastructure continues to change and bring us all up to date with the rest of North America, actually. So today's episode is a recording I did with my friend, my business partner, Jason Beaton, who is a digital marketing expert. And we recorded it a few weeks ago. Now, you may recall an earlier episode where I talked about, I think we titled it How, How We Saved Our Summer. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes because I think Jason references it. And, and what happened very, very briefly is that we found out in June that our normal booking pattern had changed dramatically. So what normally happens is that we are around about 65% booked by the beginning of June. By the end of June, we are normally about 90%. No, sorry, we get... So what normally happens is that by the beginning of June, we are around 80 to 85% booked in uh, all our available properties. And then by the end of the month, we're, we're up to about 95%. What happened this year was 
by the time we got to the end of May, beginning of June, we were only at about 65%. We had 500 weeks of summer remaining to be booked, bearing in mind that our big season is July and August. So we hired Jason and Mike and their big kahuna service to come and help us out. And they had a goal of uh, renting 250 of those 500 weeks and actually bringing us back to somewhere close to our 2018 figures. As it happened, and with the magic they created, we were able to get to the end of the summer and we were a little bit above our 2018 figures. So recently we've been talking again with Jason and Mike. We have retained them within our company to do another few months of digital marketing. But I've been hearing from many owners and small managers who are saying, well, you know, this is expensive. To hire a digital marketing company is expensive and we can't afford this. So I asked Jason to come along and to talk about what people can do themselves to create their own digital marketing strategy. And I wanted him to give some tips that you could practically put into effect that would make some difference to your figures for 2020. So without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with Jason. So delighted as ever to have back with me my business partner, Jason Beaton. You've heard from Jason many times before, but Jason, as you know, helped us out massively when he and Mike and their big kahuna came in and <laughs> saved our summer. And I'll put a link to, if you haven't listened to my they saved our summer podcast. Yeah, that episode. I will put a link to that because you need to go and listen to that because that's really where this has come from. So welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. Absolutely, Heather. It's so, so, so happy to be back on the podcast with you. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to kind of be a, a recurring guest because digital marketing changes so, so frequently these days. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what I wanted to do with this episode today is to avoid for anybody listening who perhaps listened to that Saved Our Summer podcast and thought, yes, that's me. You know, I had this last minute panic with my business and I maybe they weren't able to save their summer. But uh, fortunately, we had you and Mike to come along in, as knights in shining armour and help, <laughs> and help us out. But from here on, we are going to have a digital marketing strategy laid out well in advance so we won't need you next year <laughs> but no Good. i mean it's yes. it's it's about thinking ahead and and i think i mentioned in that last episode that we did that we we did we hadn't thought ahead uh, because we got complacent that the traffic was going to come to us every year just like it or it always had and then we were we were blown over, blown away by the fact that life had changed and the way people were booking had changed. And yeah, you know, it, it yeah, was absolutely. different. It was different this, this year. So we want to make sure we've got a strategy in place for next year. And so this is for us and it's for everybody else. And you're going to give us in this episode a four point plan for, for getting this off the ground so that we don't get caught short again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to kind of echo what Heather said, you know, we were 
we had to be very reactionary this past summer with you guys, Heather. And, and this episode is really focused on planning ahead of time uh, so that way we're prepared for whatever comes our way, so to speak. So our four-point four plan today is really going to be focused around what you guys need to do as owners and property managers to ensure that the traffic is getting to your own listings without having to rely on any other traffic sources other than the ones you control. So. Well, this, yeah, this is a great, that's going to be it. This is a great point because I think, you know, I, I just want to jump in there and just have a quick shout out to direct booking because this is all about encouraging more people to book direct and getting a digital marketing strategy in place, of course, is is what direct booking is all about. You've You've got to have something in place to bring that traffic directly to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what we're going to kind of start off with on this episode. So to kind of start everything off with, before you even think about any type of traffic or, or you know, controlling your traffic generation strategy, the very first thing you have to have, and you've heard it over and over again, you have to have your own website. So that's going to be kind of step one. And if you have your own website and you're past that point, a more specific thing um, that you're going to want is a landing page. You're going to want a landing page dedicated to the offer, whatever offer you're going to, to have. So depending on, on how your summer or how your season works, you may have three, four, five different offers kind of uh, teed up, ready to go based on certain situations. So maybe you have an early spring offer uh, that's, you know, uh, a special at seven nights for X amount of dollars, or maybe your summer offers can be a little bit different. And if that's not taking, maybe you have to change it again. So in the case of Heather and her company, we went from, you know, seven days, right? A full, full Mm -hmm. week uh, or promoting weekly rates to promoting rates that were for two, three, four nights, kind of those short stays or short breaks. So that's when, when I'm, say you have have backup offers that's really what i'm talking about is um be, think about okay if if this offer if this seven day offer six night offer isn't really going to work for me what else do i have that i can kind of pivot to if needed so that's really step one is making sure that you have your website and your landing page built uh i say website your landing page is built uh for these offers that way you don't have to worry about scrambling and getting them built on the fly. You've got them built, ready to go. So it's more of a factor of, of turning them on than having to spend the time to, during the middle of a heavy season, you know, spend the time to get them built. So that's definitely step one is, is have a place where you can start driving traffic to. Okay. So, so tell me about landing pages because I've, I've always been confused. You know, is, is a landing page something that's entirely separate from your website Is it or is it a page on your website. I remember a few years ago, we were talking about a company called Lead Pages, that way you could go to Lead Pages and create a landing page. And I was never quite sure how you used that. So enlighten us. Yeah, absolutely. So a landing page is a, is a term for a specific style of page on your website. Lead Pages is a great company. They they give you the ability to have a landing page without necessarily owning your own website. Okay, so it's a great place to kind of start um, if you don't want to get into your website building yet, or if your website builder doesn't have a way to uh, build a landing page. Lead Pages is a great way to kind of do that uh, kind of a hybrid model where uh, you drive traffic to your page without owning your website. Um, but in general, a landing page is a specific page on your website that doesn't have all of the menu options and all the outbound links and all the sidebars that, that a traditional website does. Most people try to drive traffic straight to their homepage. Well, that's usually not a good idea because that traffic can get very lost 
and everything that goes on in a t- traditional website. So a landing page is, is very specific. It's got one, really one key thing that it does, and that's to drive um, more clicks to whatever your call to action is. So typically it might have a hero shot or a hero image, a big image on the left or the right, and it'll have a headline, something like, you know, claim our special offer or find out more about our special offer, whatever that may be. It may not even be a special offer, just whatever it is that you're talking about. Um, and then the rest of that page is dedicated to all the benefits, the features and benefits of that product or of that offer. So whether it's a, you know, a short stay, whether it's a long stay, whether you're including, you know, maybe a, a night out, a di- dinner certificate, whatever it is that you're including in your offer, that's really what a landing page is. It has that one specific goal of um, getting the inquiry or getting the the booking or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So um, a landing page is really kind of a stripped down version of a full website, but it's a single, single page. That, that's a really clear description. Thank you for that. So when we talk about offers, and I really understand where you're coming from here because we were doing this on the fly this summer we we did yep. Yep. um you know it we we went into short breaks because we'd never done short breaks before it was always weekly bookings and then we did something for the civic holiday weekend which was the first weekend in august and then we did something else for labor day but it was all done on the fly not planned in advance and i think this is what right. you are encouraging us to do now is to set the year out and say you know maybe we've got a valentines offer um, right. book a cottage for Valentine's day and you have your pack up of the hot chocolate and the marshmallows and you know, whatever else you might offer for, right, yeah. uh, for a Valentine's break. Yep. And then we have family day weekend, fa- the family day weekend, which is a long weekend in February, which is meant to encourage people to take their children <laughs> and make a hole in the ice and sit there with a bit of string and try and catch fish, which I think is, I, I don't think I, my kids would have hated that. <laughs> but, oh but, man. But this is what people do in February in Ontario. You know, they want to make the most of the fact that it's been snowing for two months. It's going to snow for another two months and <laughs> let's take this break in the middle and give everybody a long weekend. So we could actually, what I'm thinking of it, we could have a lot of fun with this. Yep. And really, and you're right. That's really kind of more of a marketing calendar um, of offers, right? So you know, uh, most owners and managers know exactly how their year goes. So let's while we make make a special offer or a page dedicated to that event, dedicated to that holiday, whatever that may be, because it can be a lot more relevant to your audience. So along with creating the page with this, this, so you're creating your offer on a landing page right? Should we be creating additional content to go with that as well, well in advance? Oh, yeah, you certainly could, um, especially given how um, most owners and managers have, uh, you've got high seasons and low seasons, right? Your low low season, from my perspective, can really be used to uh, tee up everything, uh, all your marketing in the high season. So whether it's um, you know, creating creating your, your content for that holiday or creating that content uh, for that specific uh, event ahead of time. So whether it's a blog post or it's, it's your social media post or it's your images, you know, a lot of time the images and, and the graphics can get hung up. These are things that you definitely don't, if, if you have the ability to do that ahead of time uh, and not a week before the holiday, <laughs> the, the, the smoother that's going to be for you overall, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so if I if I'm thinking ahead and I'm thinking about this this family day weekend and and I know that ice fishing in Ontario is a really, you know, it's a really good keyword. Those are really good keywords. 
to mm-hmm. to work for. So, you know, to create a little bit of content now so that when we come to this offer, everything is in place. I mean, I know right. it I know it seems like a no-brainer, but we just haven't been we haven't been doing proactive. it. Yeah, we haven't been proactive at all. And this is all about proactivity yeah. what we're talking about here. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's a great point, Heather. Because if you have the data and you know your your booking cycle, meaning uh, you know your lead time from the, the time the uh, reservation is booked until the stay actually occurs, that's your part. I mean, you have the data right there to know your marketing window, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what we found was as soon as we opened up the short breaks and kind of pr- started promoting that, the booking window went down from probably what Heather four to five weeks in advance to on average about so week and a half to two weeks in advance. Yeah. And that's that, that that's it really, it really kind of compressed. That that's right. And I know for, for winter bookings, the lead window is around about two weeks because people aren't that they, they want snow. And and in fact right. with with the way the climate's going, snow is not a guarantee anymore. And certainly we don't have a guarantee of a white Christmas. Perhaps where I live, which is two hours north of the city, we're actually in an area which uh, which has huge dumps of snow prior to Christmas. But in other areas, we've had in fact I was talking to Mike the other day about um a Christmas, I think it was 2014 when we were looking after his kids on Christmas Day because both he and Andrea were working, you know, both emergency service workers. And so we had the, their kids for Christmas Day and we went down to the beach and had a picnic, which was absolutely <laughs> unheard of for Christmas Day in Ontario. So people are onto this now and they're, they're leaving it till the very, very last minute because, you know, what's the point of coming out of the city if it's going to be green and muddy because that's exactly the same as what they've got at home. Right. Yeah. And then, and so in other words, that booking window has started, started to really shorten up and compress and you can use that data and, and the kind of the next points that we're going to talk about when we start talking about driving traffic and your offers. Uh, but if you know that your bookings say on average are two weeks in advance, you can easily start making that promotion probably four weeks in advance to get people, maybe get some of those uh, people who are on the fence and, and before they start looking at other OTAs and, and other places to book. So that's kind of how I judge it is a few weeks or depending on, you know, if it's, if your average booking window is three months ahead of time, maybe actually start your, your marketing in a five, five month window, mm-hmm. again, trying to uh, capture as much of that front end stuff as you can uh, prior to. So, uh, once you have your, your landing page and your offers built, Heather, um, the next step is really going to be starting that, that traffic generation and moving forward that, that direction. Um, was there anything else with, with regards to offer that, that you might have had to uh, or might, might want to share with everyone? Um, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm, my mind's going now thinking of all, all the different offers we could put together. But you're absolutely right on understanding what that lead time is, because as, as you know, we're we're we have some very large properties that we know will book nine months to a year out. And of course, you know, that, that window's closing a little bit now because we're into, into September. So we have to get that, uh, those offers out there right now to capture the, the huge groups that are looking for a year in advance. Um, right. You know, for people like Tyan Marsink that I was speaking to recently, who caters to these massive, massive. When 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 I say large groups, I'm thinking 14 to 16. Her large group, one of her the property she's building now, accommodates 30 plus. Oh wow! And large groups in the Branson area where she is, she said large group could be 60 to 100 people. So right, okay. But she said those groups 
they are booking a year or more in advance because when you've got a lot of people to get together, you you need to do this a long way ahead. That's sort of the, the gist of it for me. What you're just talking about is really got me thinking about, you know, we need to plan out the next year as a sort of marketing calendar and right. and then just create the, even if it, even if it's just some notes just create the offers that we're going to produce mm-hmm. so okay tell me how how we now we've done that we've planned this out how do we get the traffic yeah so uh, traffic really comes in, and i'm going to talk specifically i'm not going to talk about seo or keywords or anything like that uh, and the reason for that is that that a whole different conversation, really in depth and detail. Um, I want to talk more on the higher level. So you typically have uh, a few different types of traffic uh, or traffic temperatures. You may have heard them called in the past. Uh, cold traffic, warm traffic, and they're retargeting. Uh, so that's kind of the next three bullet points or next three uh, tips is cold traffic, warm traffic, and, warm, and, and retargeting traffic. Uh, so just kind of a quick overview of what those three things are. Cold traffic is when somebody has never heard of your brand or your rental or your property or your management company before, and you are putting advertising in front of them to make them aware of your services. Okay, so that's cold traffic. They've never seen or heard of you before. They might have heard of the thing, so they might have heard of vacation rentals before, or they've probably heard of Airbnb before, right? But they don't know that you exist. You know, obscurity is usually the number one reason why small businesses fail, is people don't know they exist. So that is, in our world, cold traffic is, when we say that, we're talking about people who have never heard of you before, okay? Uh, so you want to get a cold traffic campaign set up. Now, one disclaimer, the order of operations here, as far as when you get cold traffic versus warm traffic versus retargeting traffic, that's going to be a little bit different for every single owner or property management company because you, you're all in different levels, not levels, but uh, maybe steps in your business, right? Different phases of your business. Um, but cold traffic is generally the first one most people think of because they think, oh, I need to get new people booking. Well, that's true, but that's also your most expensive source of traffic too because I've never heard of you before. You're trying to create a relationship, a digital relationship with them from scratch, from thin air. But it's still needed, especially if you're, you're wanting to get outside of, or if you're wanting to bring new people in and new people into your properties, you're going to have to have a source of cold traffic. So, And typically, that's the, we, we do that through Facebook advertising. And we exclude, we have, we have the ability to exclude anybody who has... Um, been stayed with us in the past on our email list, visit our website, anything like that. So as long as we have that, that those lists, we can exclude them from these cold traffic campaigns. So does that, does that make sense, Heather? Yeah, that does make sense. But I can yeah. understand that's it, you know it's an expensive campaign because you've got to yeah. go out and seek these people rather than using the ones that have already know you to some extent. Right. And this this cold traffic campaign is also the most it's the campaign that's most dependent upon your personas. Uh, Heather, you're kind of the queen of personas. We've talked about it multiple times, but you have to use that persona data when you're building these cold traffic um, targeting audiences. So uh, I, will, I will throw that out there as well. If you have not done your personas yet, now is a great time to do it. Maybe a little bit slower seasons. You can spend a few more time, uh, a little bit more time building your personas out of exactly who you want to market to. Yeah, it's, it's some, something that I've been talking about recently when I've been talking to people who are in different niches and they are getting doing their cold campaign by being able to find out where the people in these niches hang out. 
Uh, and that, that yep. is exactly, you have to know that persona to know where they hang out. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to leave that one right there. Cause again, that's a whole different episode in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I bet we probably have some persona episodes already that we can probably link to in the show notes. If I had to take yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so cold traffic is one of those things you definitely want to get going. Probably a little bit easier for most of you is called is what we call warm traffic, or this is traffic that um, has probably stayed with you in the past. Okay, this is your repeat guest. These are people who have um, done an inquiry with you at some point in time or inquiry, depending on how you say that. Um, they've been to your website. They've maybe opted in for something. They've met you at a trade show, maybe or something, something to that to that effect. So that warm uh, that warm traffic or warm audience is going to be a lot smaller than the cold traffic. Because cold traffic is really kind of that. Um, I, I know. I generally know that most of my guests, if I have a property in Florida, I know that probably most of my guests in the, in the summertime are coming from Kansas, and in the wintertime they're all coming from I don't know New York City, right? That's kind of the persona stuff we're looking for. We can target them. But warm traffic is is really designed to be be built from the list you already have. So that's whether it's visits from your website or it's your um, repeat guests, things like that. So that's that's the warm traffic campaign that you'll want to get set up. Um, and probably it's going to be a lot easier for most of you to get set up because you have those lists in hand, so to speak. Yeah, so that's everybody that's ever inquired about a property. Of course, bearing in mind, and of course, you've got to bear in mind your privacy laws and they are different. And I know in in Canada, we can send emails out to people who have inquired with us within the previous year. I think we have a 12-month window. So it's worthwhile finding yep. that out. Uh, that, then that's a, that's a great point, Heather, especially with as much uh, privacy and uh, data um, concerns that are going on right now. So definitely check, check your, your laws where, where you're at and where, you're, where you um, conduct business. Because if you con- are conducting business across international lines, um, that can also be different than mm-hmm. what, what your, um, your host laws are. So absolutely. And, and part of that, too, is warm traffic is where, where you can really start getting uh, deploying emails and uh, different types of campaigns. So it's not just about paid Facebook traffic when you're talking about warm traffic, but you're also talking about your emails, your newsletters, your um, announcing your special offers, your um, you know book, book early to save type stuff. All that, all that fun falls under your warm traffic mm-hmm. of getting people to come back to your website. So that, that was a great point there. And then finally, you've got retargeting. And retargeting is usually the, the big mystery, the, pe- the one that, that most people don't understand. Uh, retargeting is the easiest, lowest hanging fruits that you might have. Now, re- retargeting is, is called retargeting because you're going to target, again, the people who have visited your website within a certain amount of days. So, uh, or, or they might have opted in within a certain amount of days. Usually, and um, depending on your booking window, again, if if you know somebody typically books out two weeks in advance versus three months in advance, your retargeting window may be all website visitors within the last thirty days versus the last one hundred and eighty days. So that specificity can really make a difference on who you market to. So retargeting is, is people. Uh, get, serving an ad, almost like a, a, an abandoned cart style ad, um, 
So those people have come to your website but not booked. Okay, and I'm I'm going to clarify this again because this is something I brought up in the last podcast because it confused the heck out of me because I always thought retargeting was sending emails out to the people who stayed with you this past summer. So you're targeting <clears throat> them again by saying, you did you have a great time? Come back next year. But this is different and because you don't even have the email addresses for these people that you're talking about as retargeting candidates, I guess. Oh, actually, yeah, that, that's, that's a great point, Heather. Um, and that's probably a little bit of the uh, language difference between the rental world and the digital marketing world. So retargeting, it's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is you don't necessarily have email addresses. Uh, these are not necessarily people who have stayed with you in the past. Um, what this is, these are people who have come and visited on your website um, or may, maybe have opted in and they have not booked yet. Okay, that's that's the key thing. They have not made a booking for this season yet, whatever that season is for you. Uh, so in other words, they, they, they know who you are. They've come to your website. They're interested to some level uh, of making a booking with you. They just haven't done it yet. So this whole retargeting campaign is targeted uh, specifically to that subset of people who, A, know who you are, B, probably have had some type of interaction or conversation with you, whether email or instant messenger or something like that. And C, they, they probably just need that extra little little nudge to get them to book. Okay, so. Think about that when you start setting up that offer uh, for that retargeting campaign. These are people right there on the verge, uh, and it will probably be your most lucrative campaign of the three because you've, they've already overcome the hurdles of getting to, uh, A, discovering who you are, B, knowing what it is that you do, and C, uh, having or experiencing the differential uh, factor between you and, and other, and other uh, booking platforms. So, yes, that's a great point. You do not have – you may or may not have email addresses for these people, which is awesome <laughs> because you can still market to them. So how? How do you do that? Yeah, so the most common way and the way that we – that's kind of our go-to way is uh, through Facebook uh, Facebook advertising. And, again, you can set up it's, – it's that pixel. I know everyone listening has probably heard either myself or, or Heather or Mike talk about the, the one pixel or the pixel to, to rule them all, which is the Facebook pixel. Um, as long as your website and landing page has got your Facebook pixel on there, it knows – who has visited and who hasn't visited. And when you set up your retargeting campaign inside of uh, what's called Ads Manager in your, your Facebook account, you can specifically set, I want to target people, uh, or I want my audience to be anyone who has visited my website in the last X amount of days. So that's the, probably the easiest way to get started in retargeting. Um, and you also may want to exclude people who have reached your success page or your thank you page or anything like that, that confirms a booking. You know, so for, for us, Heather, um, for your company, it was the uh, reservation confirmation page. Once they reached that page, Facebook knew that and it automatically excluded them from any of the retargeting ads. So if not, that's fine. You're probably, you know, you won't spend too much continue to advertise people have already booked but that's kind of the one extra step you can do um but really it's, it's you come down to it for, for those who are just getting started um target your any any and all website visitors in the past x amount of days and that's whatever that that window is it's going to be dependent upon your booking season or your booking cycle 
That's great information, Jason. Now, you obviously, this does not come free. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I think we, <laughs> I think we should cover that. <laughs> the, the podcast <laughs> does, but, uh, but if you're going to use, if you're going to do a retargeting campaign, what sort of cost are people looking at? Yeah, that's going to be really dependent upon how big your list is and how much budget you have. We, we talked about three types of traffic. We talked about cold traffic. We talked about warm traffic. And we talked about your, your um, retargeting traffic, right? Kind of a starting point. You, everyone's got their own views on how to budget for marketing dollars, right? In this conversation, part of our goal in Book Direct is to move away from the OTAs, right? One way you can look at it is say, okay, whatever, I'm going to pay, you know, X amount of dollars per booking if I if a booking comes through this OTA, right? Whether it's a percentage or a total flat fee, whatever. That's a great starting point for to know how much to spend per booking on your advertising. Um, so for instance, in, in a month's time, if you get, I don't know, six bookings in a month, and in that month, your total revenue for those six bookings might be $6,000, maybe. I just you know spitball numbers there. And then you, you wind up paying out of that $6,000 to the OTAs or your other uh, booking sites, you might wind up paying $600 for those. I don't know if that's real or not, but just go with me. So now, the, with the goal of being booking direct, you definitely don't want to spend more than that in your advertising. Right, so that six hundred dollars a month for those three bookings. If we can spend four hundred dollars a month and generate, you know, ten bookings, obviously that's going to be more beneficial. They book directly through you. You have more control over it. Uh, you're building your brand and all those other things that factor into that. So that's typically a starting point. Uh, one way to calculate a starting point is to take all the different money you paid to those TAs, uh, kind of add it up, average it out, and make it have a determination on, okay, this is my max. This is how much I'm going to spend and max it out. Um, I would definitely spend more money on the retargeting and the warm traffic because you can spend a lot of money on cold traffic real quick if you don't have your, your targeting dialed in. So that's probably, again, going back to what we said in the beginning, your business may be in different stages of, of this traffic um, scenario. So the other way to look at it too is what would you pay, or I mean, you know, how much could you pay or would you pay for a full week? So if, if you're a full week and your property maybe rents for $1,000, what's your margin there? And that may give you another another way to calculate what you would pay for a booking. So different, different methods, whatever makes sense for you is kind of where to start. Um, and over time, once you kind of dial this down and have somebody looking at the numbers for you or with you, these marketing costs, especially if you start deploying um, email campaigns and sequences or maybe text message campaigns and sequences or instant messenger live chat type campaigns and sequences, uh, you will see these, these marketing dollars start to fall down over time for the same amount of bookings because you've got your, your follow-up systems dialed in. Um, I think this you, you made some great points here and it's all about strategy. It's not about this, you know, looking at one moment in time and thinking, oh my God, I'm spending this amount. This is about looking at the the overall picture and spreading out the potential of bookings over a period of time and what you might be spending elsewhere compared to what this is costing you over that period of time, not just just a little bit of panic looking at, at a statement, at a Facebook statement and thinking, gosh, this is a lot of money going out. Because I know, because right. I've done that. Yep. <laughs> 
Yep. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, and it kind of goes back to, again, knowing your numbers to be prepared for that because doing your own marketing also has those fringe, what I call fringe benefits outside of an actual booking. You're building awareness, you're building brand, um, cons- not consistency, uh, you're branding. <laughs> there we go. You're building your name, that type of stuff. So it's not just about the bookings in and of, of itself. And most of that comes more from the cold traffic than the warm traffic and retargeting. But uh, that, that, all that's kind of built into doing your own branding, doing your own marketing. Yeah, this is this is all great information, Jason. So we've um, we've covered these of uh, the four points. Started fairly quickly on website and landing page because we're expecting that every, anybody that's really interested in doing this has their own website. There's there's no point in doing a digital marketing campaign if you're if you're if you've got all your eggs in one basket and you're just out there on Airbnb. So website landing page, then creating uh, your offers, knowing your offers over a period of time, setting them out as part of a marketing plan. And then how you bring that traffic in. Um, I think you've covered that perfectly. What else do you want to add? Uh, you know, this we've talked about a lot about traffic generation in this particular episode. But traffic generation is kind of, kind of the, the, the top level. It's, it's what you see. It's what people see. Uh, the invisible piece of any great digital marketing strategy is what happens behind the scenes, meaning what was what your email strategy? What is your lead capture strategy? What is your, uh, and how do you follow up with those leads? That's kind of the final piece of the puzzle to make all of this work. And, and, and that way it's, it's a true, you know, start to finish campaign where um, somebody comes in on cold traffic, they get retargeted, they leave. If they did opt in, they're getting a few emails about what it is they opt in on and encourage them to book. Maybe, they, maybe they've got a discount code or no, another perk um, if they go too long without booking. So that strategy as a whole is what, I mean, what every owner and property manager should have for their business um, going into and slow seasons are a great time to architect all that because you're not dealing with the pressures of uh, or the day-to-day hosting, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it gives you a little more time to focus on it, maybe shut things out for, for a day or two to really understand uh, your personas, really understand, uh, get, in the, get in the mind of a guest and, and figure out what would a guest want when. Well, that seems to be a perfect place to stop for now. I think we've filled people's brains. <laughs> with with the idea that you need to start doing it now. We're not making the same mistake again next year. So we are heading into <laughs> our slow season and taking all these points on board. And we're going to be creating our digital marketing strategy over the next two months so that we don't get uh, caught short again. Thanks, Jason. It was it's always an Absolutely. absolute pleasure to to have you with us. And of course, you will be with us again at some point very, very soon. I'm quite sure. <laughs> no problem. I always love coming on and, 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 you know, peeling back the curtains on digital marketing a little bit. Well, and if anybody wants to contact Jason and ask him a bit more, it's Jason at vacationrentalformula.com. And yep, uh, easy peasy. Absolutely. So thanks a lot. You bet. Thanks, Heather. As ever, thank you so much, Jason. I learn every single time. Yeah, we are in the process of you know creating our strategy for 2020. One of the pieces I really love, I, I love creating lead generation pieces. You know, the, the downloadable 
stuff that we can offer on the site where you know both for our owners and for for our guests but it sort of got me thinking about generating one piece per month on uh, for our guests so i have my team working on that at the moment you know i know that social you know posting out on social media facebook instagram whatever is fun it's interesting. You can post a whole ton of stuff. But I know from our stats, you know, from, from Google Analytics, it accounts, so, social posting accounts for about 3% of conversions to our site. And while I know my team would absolutely love it to be more than that, that is the case. We need to be spending more time on creating really, really good content and uh, so that it's being picked up by Google when people ask questions. If you listened to last week's podcast when we were talking about content, you'll know where I'm coming from. It's you know finding out what those questions people are asking and then creating some content to answer them. But I'm trying to work on some downloadable things, you know, th- things that people will excite people enough when they come to the site and they'll think, oh, I'm going to give you my email address in exchange for that piece of information. So we are going through all the questions we've ever had and not just writing the content, but for the site or blog posts, but creating some guides, creating some decent guides to the different areas that uh, that we represent, guides to activities in the area, something that's really valuable for somebody that's planning a vacation. So that's what we are sort of getting busy at at the moment. It always scares me a little, you know, the way time goes past so quickly, because each year we get to mid to end of September and I go off and do all the places because it's conference season and get out and do all that, all that stuff. And then I think, well, when I get back, I have the whole of November where I can sit and be creative. And then I find myself where I am now thinking, oh my God, November's all gone, just about. And yes, I have been creative, but it just seems to have gone so quick and I would have loved to have spent more time creating. So I have December now. I'll be busy through December. And then as the booking season starts to ramp up in January, we will have all all this creative stuff out there and prepared. We are going to be 100% prepared for whatever happens in 2020. We are definitely not going to have a repeat of the oh my God moment that we had in 2019. So, you know, it's all about being ahead of the game, being prepared for what's coming. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear about your digital marketing strategy. Is there any other any questions you have? I mean, please, you've got you've got Jason out there who is amazingly competent at what he does and he's creative and always thinks on his feet. You have a question on digital marketing, then just go to the show notes and ask that question and I'll make sure Jason comes along and answers it. And of course, if you want even more connection with Jason, then of course, come along and join the Vacation Rental Formula. Come and become a member 
and then you've got that connection with Jason anytime. In the Formula Club private Facebook group, we've had people ask questions on all sorts of things, but mostly, you know, often on digital marketing. And Jason will come back and just blast out information. He's super, super helpful. So it's like almost like having your own digital marketer on hand. Of course, you can also come, to, and I mentioned this before, our Zoom meetings on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, where we have our office hours. And that is just open to absolutely everybody. For the Vacation Rental Formula Club members, they have the replays available on the training platform. But if you want to just come along on a Wednesday at 2 p.m., then please do. You can lurk in the background. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to show your video, but I really would like it if you did. So I can see who I'm talking to and I can wave at you and you can come along and speak if you've got a question. Mike and Jason aren't here every week. I mean, I'm not there today. But if you want to talk about digital marketing today, which is December the 4th, November, December the 4th, come along to the Zoom meeting at 2 p.m. today and Jason and Mike are going to be there answering questions about your digital marketing strategy. So I, I know there's going to be people there who, are, who have been waiting for this moment to actually talk to these guys. So come along, let us know. If you haven't got an invitation to that Zoom meeting, just pop us an email at support at vacationrentalformula.com and we will make sure that you get one. And as I say, I'm not going to be there. In fact, I'm, I might Depends where I am on I-75 and whether we've got good reception in the truck, in which case I might just join in. I think we'll be around about ooh, Cincinnati or Dayton at around about that time. So I, must, I might just jump in. So let us see you. Let us hear you. That would be fantastic. So thank you once again for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you. My erstwhile editor, Phil, keeps telling me that I say exactly the same thing as I'm closing off this as in my pre-recorded thank you message. So I'm, I'm not going to say it. What I am going to say is that if you like listening to this, I'd love it if you went to iTunes and posted a five-star, of course, review. Just like you, when you have people coming to your homes, you want a five-star review. And if you think that I'm offering you good value in terms of information and delivery, then I'd love it if you would go to iTunes and, and leave me a review. That would be fantastic because the more reviews we get, the higher up the rankings we go. You know what it's like. I'm no different. This is no different doing this from you getting reviews on Airbnb or HomeAway. So yeah, go on over. iTunes, Vacation Rental Success, five-star review. Thank you. That's it from me for another week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.